One week after the sky has turned to water, the fish have officially begun to fly. In fact, I'm almost certain that the island upon which I am is actually sinking into the ocean. And the last time I tried to go swimming, it turns out it is a horrible idea to swim in the water in Asia land, in Thailand, after it has rained even just a little itty bitty tiny bit. Because the sewage in the water will make all of your skin burn for hours. <laughs> With the fish flying in the sky, and your skin burning, and your melatonin pills replaced with Valium, because everything in Asia land is apparently Valium or Xanax. <laughs> and the massage parlors that don't actually give massages... <laughs> One week after the full moon party ended, only two people died on the beach. A party full of all the bros, but none of the hoes. <laughs> Where all of your dreams and your hopes and your desires and anything positive just didn't happen. Drowning in blissful sorrow. Well, actually, not so much, and kind of like a really nice little Valium-induced buzz. <laughs> when a whole hostel's worth of people don't realize that their, their sleeping pills are actually Valium, but the only other thing running is the takeout pizza and the bar, well, you have a nice, relaxing week full of rain, and occasionally some burning skin from the sewage in the water. The only way that I made it off of this island, on my way out of Thailand, trying to escape from really just all the lies about what Thailand was, I guess in the 80s, I don't know, but trying to escape, failing day after day after day, with more rain and more rain and more rain and more sewage covering the streets. Finally, the airport decides to open. On the same night that we magically make it to the center of town. And upon this night, the sky opens as if Noah's Ark itself has just been completed and the earth must be flooded. And once again, we think, okay, another week in this living, sinking, fish tank, sewage-filled island of Thailand. <laughs> there were some good parts of Thailand, just not these parts, perhaps. And as the bars remained largely empty and we wandered around trying to find an interesting place or even slightly entertaining place to drink, we walk into one bar. I'll never forget the large-breasted British gal who managed to whack me square in the nuts. <laughs> Accidentally, of course. And then after that, we get flooded in. Because as I keep harping on about the rain, well, it wasn't made up. So the moment that we were able to escape the hostel, 
from our Valium-induced coma is the moment that we got stuck in another part of the island with the flights purchased for the next morning. Perfect, isn't it? Whoever said the backpackers were the most intelligent travelers never ever lived. Because we aren't. We're here for the adventure. But it is kind of stressful occasionally, okay? It is. But I have to say there was one thing that saved me this night. On my way to Cambodia. On my adventure out of Thailand. And it was that the overly randy local happened to be interested in the overly randy Nordic gal in our group. (laughs) And he happened to have a freaking monster truck. So (laughs) this guy is going to sleep with a girl in our group and ends up driving eight of us back home. And the water really was, I think, just under two meters. So around six feet And he managed to drive us home through this. And that is the only reason I was able to escape Thailand. Because the Nordic girl banged the local dude who had a monster truck. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me say it slightly more eloquently. They shared the evening's caress. I like that one more. Apparently caress sharing gets you a long way. (laughs) As we get to the airport, it's basically a bunch of refugees. Almost like COVID refugees. But instead, this time we are full moon refugees. Making our way home from a failed party full of forgotten promises. Missed opportunities. Overpriced drinks. Bros, but no hoes. And a few dead people on the beach, if I'm honest. A few dead people. But as they say, it happens every time, right? It's just from the foreigners. Who cares? Well, you care if you're one of the foreigners. (laughs) I was very, 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 very happy to get the hell out of Thailand at this point. Oh my good gosh. You know, one of my friends, he talks about Thailand from the 80s. And apparently it was amazing. Apparently, it was amazing. He refuses to go back now due to all the stories all of us have to tell him about it. Mine certainly don't help. But I make it off Thailand. Off the island in Thailand. Then I land in Bangkok for my connecting flight to Cambodia. Ooh, I have so much to say about Cambodia. But we're still in Bangkok Airport. Now, when you travel... You need to know that you have the opportunity to make your travels exciting. One little tip for making them exciting. Check if your airport has a lounge. Check if that lounge will let you in. Or if you can buy yourself in there. Wow, did that make sense? No. Or if you can purchase a ticket to get in. No, you don't purchase a ticket. If you can pay your way in. Oh my good gosh. If you can get into the goddamn lounge, okay, stay in the airport longer. So you want to make your 45-minute connection into a a two-and-a-half-hour connection. Why do you want to go to the lounge? Because it has an open bar. And it has mediocre food. 
<laughs> so you can fill yourself up on mediocre food and you can drink a lot of alcohol for a very good price between 15 to 50 euros that, that's kind of the big price range but if you're going to be in an airport for a while and you're going going to drink it'll always save you money and if you want to make an adventure out of your airport travels go to a lounge so I'm on my flight to Bangkok as I get into Bangkok and I'm going through whatever the hell processing I have to go through from the stupid little island I meet a lovely gal from a Nordic country it seems like this episode is all about Nordics Nordics are a fun bunch at least the gals are the gals are quite fun we hit it off quite well we're chatting we're laughing we're having a good time so I invite her to come to the lounge and we go there and we drink and we eat and we drink and we eat we share story after story laugh after laugh we have a great time together and now the burden of an airport connection has become the gem of an experience we have made this otherwise horrible experience because traveling is actually the worst part of traveling and air travel sucks it's like let me pay you a lot of money so you can freaking grope me and take my freaking lighter okay thank you very much I'm so happy oh my I'm surprised in Egypt they didn't rub my nipples it was so awkward when the guy hugged me and pressed his freaking pregnant beer belly up against me just so he could rub his hands all over my back and my butt yeah airport travel ain't so great I don't even think the lounge in Cairo had alcohol in it so I couldn't drink away the sadness of the I want to say groping but I'm sure they would just call it security procedures so yeah alcohol in the airport sometimes we need it to wash away those slightly traumatic more than traumatic groping security procedures okay okay <clears throat> let me let me get out of that that was it's traumatizing thing I don't want to talk about right now okie dokie um, and in some of these countries they have some uh, repressed feelings that they don't get to express with uh, their own countrymen for fear of being freaking murdered and sometimes it gets taken out on foreign men <clears throat> okay let me get back on my story there I just thought of so many things you guys have so many stories to hear okay let's let's pull it back to Thailand because this is an, an experience this is an experience that I enjoyed and I wanted so we're having an amazing time in this lounge and this is really what travel is about is to share these beautiful experiences with people and it doesn't hurt that uh, we enjoyed our time together immensely and that uh, we perhaps shared a, a caress or two in the airport and uh, that's really just the cherry on top I have to say <laughs> a beautiful meeting between two let's say at least interesting travelers as they go about their separate ways and they share a brief moment in time where for that period everything is aligned the stars have been so perfectly aligned for them to come together to meet and to share a moment and an experience a moment that can never be repeated but that is at that very instant not only perfect but meant to be what a beautiful moment but now let's move on to my flight 
to Cambodia. I was going to the tourist hotspot of Siem Reap, where every whitey from the west makes a stop to go and see the piled up rocks. But we're not there yet. Let's go. Take a step back. There's one thing that I learned this day as I boarded the second plane and as the plane got up to altitude. And that is that however much you drink on the ground is like times two in the air. So you are perfectly, beautifully, lovely tipsy on the ground. Let's call it just flush with happiness. And you get on the plane, and it gets up to altitude, and you become bonkers, blackout drunk, and pass out in your seat on the tray table in front of you. And then the guy next to you is holding your tray of food the entire time because for some reason he feels the compulsion to hold it for you. And only when you're landing and the stewardess pokes you in the head enough to wake you up from your blackout that you never expected to happen because you didn't realize that things change when you go up to altitude then the guy next to you hands you your tray of food and you're wondering where the fuck you are you don't even know what planet you're on let alone country or city that you're about to go to <laughs> remember you just spent one week taking Xanax and Valium instead of the normal sleeping pills and accidentally getting drugged up from the Thai pharmacy while your little village island was flooded in and the moment that you stepped in and all of your skin burned from feces and now you're flying in the air and you meet an amazing gal and then you're flying to Cambodia and you just black out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trauma. Trauma. I was very happy that they saved the tray of food for me. I remember the look on the guy's face. He was just like, he didn't speak English, but he was like, um, buddy, like, I think you should have your tray of food. And, and, and I was like, yeah, I do. I do think so. I scarfed it down in about one minute. <laughs> and I think it's the only thing that saved me for the hour long wait in the visa line. The visa for Cambodia is just for money making. So you just wait in line and you pay them 30 bucks or 100 bucks. I don't remember. You pay them some amount and they put some official looking stamp visa in your passport. Actually, it looks really cool. Um, but they have like 10 different people to do it. One that opens your passport, one that reads your name, one that uh, reads your age, one that reads your nationality. One that approves you, one that gets a stamp, one that licks the stamp, one that puts it on, one that stamps the stamp. And I mean, it's incredibly bureaucratic. I'm pretty sure everyone that worked there is related to one another, like extended cousins, you know. And um, so after an hour of that, I, I remember standing in line vividly, actually, because the whole time I'm thinking, I'm going to vomit, I'm going to vomit, I'm going to vomit, I'm going to vomit, I'm going to vomit. I didn't vomit. I got entry into the country. 30-day visa. It was never in question. I was just like, I, I hope I don't vomit on these guys. And then I make it to the hostel. 
So I don't know anything about this city. I just know that I was able to get a ticket here out of Thailand, out of this sinking shitwater island. Shitwater, remember, burns your skin if you get in it after it rains, okay? So I was very happy to get out. And everyone talks about going there. Everyone, every girl says, you got to go there, you got to go there. And girls travel more than guys or, you know, a lot more adventurous, I have to say, than most of us. I think a lot of us guys just like to find, you know, a local bar, local joint to eat at, local joint to get our coffee. And we do the same thing every day and we're happy with that. Women are like, I want to go see what the fuck's out there. In, in a lot of ways, you would think that it would be the men that would do that, not the women. But when you travel a lot, women are the more adventurous ones. Ex- except for at the edges. The edges, it is the men. It's the Australian men who do the craziest stuff. They, t- they do take the cake on that. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting away from my point. All right, let's go back to Cambodia. So a bunch of people told me to go there, so I go there. And I get to the hostel, and the hostels in Asia, there, there's something interesting about them. So you travel in Europe, and you go to the hostels. A lot of them are shitty to mediocre. Very few are good, and the ones that are good, and I mean really good, cost a lot of money. In Asia, it's the other way around. They are almost all good to amazing and really good prices. And I go to this one that looked like it used to be the mansion of some corrupt local official, and it has an indoor pool. It's the coolest place ever. On the second floor, on part of their gigantic, weird little balcony-covered area, they have a pool table, a real one, a good one, a functioning one, a full-size one. You know, sometimes accommodations will have a pool table from 40 years ago that has one ball and half a stick. (sighs) There's some joke about a retirement home and a guy that took Viagra in there for that one ball and half a stick. I don't know, but anyway... It's an amazing place in this city, and I have no idea what the hell is here. All I know is that I've made it to a safe, warm, comfortable bed in a nice place where people are smiling. They appear to be happy to see me, and I'm out of the sinking shit island in Thailand. I knew that I was somewhere that I had never in my life ever expected to be. By default, that already makes it an adventure. No matter what was going to happen, I was going to see something new, something that I didn't ever know existed the day before or that morning even. I was going to have an experience. And I had 30 days to have this experience. That is all that I knew. God, how exciting is that? We travelers occasionally take this for granted when we're in the middle of it, when we're in the middle of the shit. But now, looking back on that, how, gosh, amazing is that? You fly to a new country with a new language, a new culture, and a part of the world you've never been to except for a little bit in Thailand. You have no idea what's there. All you know is that you're hungry for an experience. And you're going to get it. Next up, we go to Cambodia. Cheers. Cheers.